Hi, welcome to Joey Ito's Conversations. Today's conversation is with Gerald Holton. He's a science historian and physicist at Harvard University. The conversation starts with me going to Gerald's house to ask him about some letters that Jamila Rakim found in the basement of Gene Sharp's home. The letters are from Albert Einstein to Gene Sharp, and I wanted to talk to him about these letters and how they might relate to our disobedience prize and the conference we were just about to have on defiance. Is Einstein one of the people that you've studied a lot in your work? Yes. In 1955, when he died in April, the physics department at Harvard asked me to go down to the Einstein family, so to speak, because Helen Dukas, his secretary, was mm-hmm. still there. And uh, to get from her some ideas of what I could present as a history of Einstein in a celebration at Harvard. Well, there was no history that she knew, but I discovered she had the archives. And these amazing archives uh, were in terrible disorder. And so I, I actually got some money from the Rockefeller to hire her to, uh, for two years to try to put some order into the archives so they can be published afterwards because they are now all the letters are, and manuscripts are being published by Princeton University Press. They already have 13 volumes out and more to go. There'll be 30 total and that letter will be in it mm-hmm. uh, eventually because they're still at 1920. Ah, okay. So they'll have to catch up. And... Uh, So reading Einstein material made me a historian of science. I was a physicist before only, so I became deeply interested in the history of science, particularly how his mind worked and that of his correspondence and so forth. And so I can can even predict a little bit of uh, what might be in letters (laughs) from a... a, uh, older man to a young man trying to cheer him on Mm -hmm. and there's no doubt that Gandhi is very important because he was terribly interested in Gandhi in 1931 he wrote to Gandhi in the 1950s when McCarthy came to to, uh, harass people he again said uh, publicly you should uh, adopt Gandhi's method of resistance against uh, McCarthyites. Uh, it's a good idea for our time, too. Hmm. So uh, I know a little bit about the context. Yes. And of course, it will be interesting to you. It wasn't just that Einstein was interested in Gandhi. Mm-hmm. That is very true. But the whole uh, age group in Europe were deeply interested in Asian ideas. Uh, Tagore came to great acclaim, uh, the great poet. Uh, Buddhism was adopted for a while by Niels Bohr's people mm. because they said after World War I, there has to be a different way of thinking about relationships. Mm-hmm. You cannot continue to have these wars. And so they, they experimented a little in an amateurish way with uh, Asian ideas. So, I would love to see... This. Yes, yes. So, these are... So, do you know the relationship between uh, Albert Einstein and Gene Sharp? A little bit. Uh, he was a young pacifist. Yeah. He uh, became very important. He must have... 
I'd never met him. Yeah. He's, I think he's still alive. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have heard that he is, has some charisma, some yes. charm, that people really respond. Yeah. And there is an Einstein Institute, yes. an Albert Einstein Institute, which he founded. Yes. These letters were found by Jamila Rakib, who is now the director of the Albert Einstein Institution and works with Gene Sharp. I see. <clears throat> and these were found in Gene Sharp's house. Yes. Um, and these are the letters from Einstein to Gene Sharp. May I look at yes, them? Yes, please. please do. We can have these. These are, these are, we, oh, we scanned them are... at the library and uh, the, we printed them out now. Oh, really? Um, if you open it up, yeah. the folder. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And, uh, yes. and there's one in German that maybe you could help us with. <laughs> sure, let's start with that. But um, but these were written to Gene Sharp when he was in prison, I think, for uh, being a conscientious objector to the Korean War. Yes. And I think this was, I think, around the last years of Einstein's life. Yeah, in the 1950s. He died in 55. So that, that gives yeah. the Korean War. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're longer than usual uh, because oh, really? he wrote uh, he wrote brief briefly to people when it wasn't about science, ah. um, particularly when it was the foreword to a book. Mm -hmm. He wrote a foreword to a book by Upton Sinclair, who begged him to write a foreword to a book on telepathy, which Upton Sinclair believed in. Mm -hmm. He He experimented with his wife. She was in another room where the two talked to each other by telepathy. Uh -huh. And Einstein was asked to write a preface to this, to which Einstein said, yes, as usual. But uh, he had to say, I know nothing about telepathy, <laughs> but I like Captain Sinclair. <laughs> and, that and, then, and then I mean, Philip Frank, the philosopher-physicist who knew him, <clears throat> was his successor in Prague, <clears throat> uh, wrote a biography of Einstein, a wonderful one in the 1950s. He asked Einstein to do a preface. Einstein did, saying, I'm not going to read my own biography, you know, not at all. But I can tell you, Philip Frank, he has a good nose. He has a good <laughs> nose like a good dog. So, so Knopf forbade the publishing of that oh, really? preface. Oh, really? It was perhaps the only time since childhood that he was forbidden <laughs> to, to, get published. to publish. <laughs> That's very funny. But I got the German translator of the book uh -huh. to put it in anyway. Oh, funny. So it exists. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I know about these Einstein yes. things, but they may be very different here. You say that's a German one. Let me start uh, with that. I think maybe it's this town. I hear it is. Yeah, it's yeah, not really. Now this starts without um, a letterhead. Um, it's in the wrong order. Yeah. Oh, it's very nice and long. English translation. Oh, this is uh -huh. Okay. It's a foreword. That's okay. what it is. I see. Uh, so he wrote this. Yes. So I take it that this was given to the publisher, I perhaps. See. And then the publisher had it translated by Hermann Brinkmann. Let me just see whether it's 
it's the same. Has any reality to it? Because <laughs> many translators are good, but some are not. Dieses Buch berichtet Tatsachen und nichts als Tatsachen. This book uh, presents, berichtet is more than just reports, but it's good, reports is all right. Uh, facts and nothing but facts, very Einsteinian als <coughs> Tatsachen. Tatsachen, die alle schon veröffentlicht sind, which all already are in the public domain. Facts which have all been published before. Yeah. So I think it's not bad. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and here comes, of course, immediately Gandhi. Dazu. Es ist eine Geschichte des Friedlichen. It's very faint. What I'm reading is very faint here. Mm -hmm. Befreiung Stampfes des Inner unter Gandhis Rührung. Yes, so he talks about Gandhi in his second, yeah, for, for the liberation under Gandhi's guidance. Yeah, I think that is mm -hmm. acceptable. Yeah, if I see what yeah. I see here. Let me see. Oh, he talks about the Nuremberg trials. Hmm. Interesting. Well, he was alert to everything going on. He was in touch with all the intellectuals in this country and outside in many cases. And he wrote it uh, just one year, no, two years before he died, in April 53, same month. Yeah. So this is nice. You have that. That's very good. Uh, and uh, I think when you submit this, you might want to submit also the um, translation yes. that exists because it perhaps is in the book. Yes, yes. Whether they like it or not, they have to <laughs> deal with it. Yes, yeah. that's true. You know, so they are so, often so caught. These, and by the way, these are for you, so I will be... Okay, yeah. Here. And now... Dear Dr. Sharp, by the way, he didn't write this. Oh, really? He did not know English well enough. I see. So he dictated. It was by Helen Dukas, ah. his secretary. He dictates to her in German. I see. She then does it in English. Ah, okay. There is in the whole, now there are over 40,000 documents. There's only one sheet, I believe, in which he tried to write in English. Hmm. He could speak English very well. English speaking, as you, as we all know, we included, yes. is easy. Mm -hmm. But writing is difficult mm. because, unlike German, it the speech does not correspond to the letters that you put down. Ah. Think of the word enough. You know how how would you write enough? Yes, yes. Things yes. like that. So he tried to do that and uh, failed, uh -huh. and so he gave up on huh. writing English, to my knowledge. I see. And so and his secretary, Helen Dukas, she was hired in 1928. She lived uh, long after he uh, did, and she did all this uh, very expertly. She was a I wonderful see. person. Amazing. She had immense 
brain. So this is April the 2nd, 1953, just about the same timetable, to Sharp. Dear Dr. Sharp, I admire you earnestly from, for your moral strengths, and I can only hope, but not really know, that I would have noted as you do if I would have found myself in the same situation. It would have acted as you do mm -hmm. in the same situation. Your manuscript arrived today. I shall read it carefully and write some introductory remarks if I am in close enough agreement with the content. So he must have been asked to write. Right forward, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, a sphere of conflict between this written law of one's country and the unwritten law, the existence of which shows itself in what we call our conscience. So he is he's, he's being very wise. He has been through so many horrible things in his life. Mm -hmm. And he has tried to find pacifism. The truth is, he was a complete pacifist, a Gandhian pacifist, until Hitler's successes. Mm -hmm. And then he stopped being a complete pacifist. He says there are times when one has to give up and preserve humanity itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he f failed a little in this project. Gandhi never failed. Interesting. And failed is too, too harsh a work, perhaps. It's, it's interesting. When we talk about nonviolent action, Yes. Um, many of the people, when we discuss Gandhi and others, they say, always ask the question, well, what if Gandhi was fighting against Hitler and not yes. the British? Would he have been successful? And that's a, often a, the pivotal question. It's a pivotal question because what Gandhi was very shrewd and uh, was more than shrewd. He was intuitive about the fact that at the bottom of these Brits, there was still a moral code. Mm -hmm. In the case of Hitler, this was not the case. So what Gandhi did to the Brits was to wake them up. Yes. The way that uh, Plato does in the symposium when he talks to uh, somebody who doesn't believe in his things, he slowly gets into his mind and finds the place where to put the crowbar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what Gandhi did with Interesting. Interesting. So uh, would have failed absolutely for anybody in, in Nazi Germany. Question about today too. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's fabulous. And you say you're letting me have this? Yes. Wonderful. And uh, uh, so the others, here is one from June. So this was a really interesting correspondence. I'm glad about your letter. It shows that everywhere there are people who respect those that are following their conscience. I'm glad that you are in enjoying your strange situation and are taking it serenely. Because that guy was in prison, apparently. Yes. Yeah, was in prison. With warm greetings. It's very unusual. <laughs> very unusual. Sincerely, you are here. Yes. But by that time, it's a warm greeting. Yeah. 
which is, you don't find that in many letters. Really? You know, there's a letter, there's a postcard to his mother. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he writes her about what he's doing, and then he signs it. No greetings, and what do you think he signs it with, to his mother? A. Period Einstein. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so he tried to keep it short. <laughs> but, but here it is, A. Period Einstein, but that I haven't seen often, this kind of greetings. He would say this to his uh, colleagues, uh -huh. you know, Planck perhaps, and others like that, uh -huh. Lorenz. But that was a relationship. Yes. It was not just an exchange of letters. The Western Union. Ah, yes. You have permission to quote from my letter, kind regards and wishes. Well, very close. The two of them are very close. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? That's the address of Sharp. Yes. In Danbury, that Danbury, that may be a prison. Yes. And, and what's it, interesting is it says, not for authorized correspond from authorized correspondent, but then it says, okay, special. <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny. It's very funny. That is very funny. So in order to get a letter to your prison guy, you better have it signed. <laughs> Uh, amazing. Yeah. Let's see this. It's again a very long letter. Uh, April 53. It's a very busy time for him. And he is not well. Einstein died of an aneurysm that burst in April 52, but he I knew see. he had that over him. I see. And uh, they tried to get him to operate it so that he could not die of it suddenly. And he said a wonderful thing. No, don't operate. Then he, in German, Ich habe meine Sache getan. I have done my thing. Hmm. When was this? This would be the 1950s. I see. When they tried to operate. I see, I see. Before he dies. Wow. I have done my thing. That's a high philosophy. Yeah, Philip Frank, his great friend, when I saw him dying, and I was very sad, and he said, don't be sad, you're too young to know. Death is a natural phenomenon. So, <laughs> these people were different kinds, you know. Again, with kind regards and wishes, yours, a, a period Einstein, but... His uh, secretary puts down Albert Einstein. <laughs> Here's the last of the lot. Now it's July 54, a year later. I'm very sorry that you have had this disappointment. However, a happy experience is always something good. even if there is no objective fact behind it. In any case, 
your, but again, he, 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 he signs it with kind regards, yours. All this is very touching. Yeah. So that will illuminate him mm -hmm. in yet another way, because these two people were very different age, very different station. They had only one thing in common, which is Gandhian pacifism. Mm -hmm. But that the strength of it shows up in these letters. These were not just casual. You know, I'm applauding you for your Gandhian ideas. I have some of them myself. That would be a typical response of a busy guy. Yeah, yeah. This is not. Uh, he's interrupting everything else and uh, and is attending to him. It's very touching. Interesting. Yeah. I hope that uh, you have a picture of the guy somewhere. Of Gene. Of uh, Sharp. Yes. So he's still alive. Uh, yeah. And uh, we we have we have many pictures of him. But okay. I'll, I'll send you some more information and. Uh, um, we're preparing to try to figure out how to present. So these haven't been published yes. and uh, we are going to somehow present them at the event that we're doing. And the event uh, uh, we are going to try to talk about uh, disobedience and defiance and the, re the relationship between uh, science and uh, ethics and yes. many things. We, we are going to give a cash prize, a $250,000 cash prize for mm. disobedience. And this hasn't been uh, publicized yet, but uh, uh, we we had we had a, a committee, uh, including yeah. uh, uh, Jerry Friedman and uh, uh, Maria Zuber, but also um, Jamila Rakib from the Albert Einstein Institution and, and many others. Seven thousand eight hundred nominations. We have somebody coming from the. Uh, uh, from Rome, from uh, he's a friar in the Dominican Church, and he's working with uh, uh, Catholics in trying to understand artificial intelligence and to think about the sort of uh, relationship between science and faith. So it, it will be an interesting group of both people who are on the resistance side as yeah. well as people who are on the institution side, and yeah. and uh, and I hope to get uh, a, a conversation between him and our. Our vice president of research at MIT, Maria Zuber, who is a scientist in space and runs space missions, but she's um, uh, she's wonderful because she's also Catholic and and uh, the the scientist who runs the uh, Vatican Observatory yeah. is also an MIT uh, uh, researcher, and and so what I want to do is try to talk about both the positive and negative role yes. of the Vatican in discovery and suppression of science. <laughs> and, uh, well, and, Pope Sean <laughs> did a great, great service in this regard. When, yes. he, uh, <clears throat> when he heard uh, about Einstein being such a hero to scientists, mm -hmm. he said, <clears throat> well, he's a non-believer, and yet people think he got it right. That is uh, something which in history happened before with Galileo. Uh -huh. Therefore, I should appoint a committee to find out just how right was Einstein, even though he was not Catholic. Uh -huh. So I appointed three people. One of them was Weisskopf from MIT. Hmm. That was his Jew. Hmm. Iraq was his Protestant. And uh, a biologist from Brazil, I forget his name, was his Catholic. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And the three of them came in with the report that, uh, yes, uh, Einstein's work ought to be respected. Really? So, as a result, John asked an investigation to be made into Galileo's case. Mm-hmm. And he ended up saying that the uh, <clears throat> punishment was excessive and not appropriate. Yes. This changed the whole idea of Galileo, even though they never opened up the archives for public view, mm-hmm. but they must have done some internal work. So I didn't realize that the, the thinking about Einstein was the beginning of that. That's, That's right. fascinating. But, you know, Einstein is magical. People are addicted to it. At the moment, there's this genius mm-hmm. program, 10 or so. I, I don't have them. I don't have cable. So... There, Einstein is everywhere now. Einstein was the person of the century mm-hmm. in Time magazine, mm-hmm. which is difficult to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Einstein is being taught constantly, research on in it. I go into my grocery mm-hmm. just two or three days ago, and there, together with the <clears throat> idiotic things is this. That's in wow. in uh, uh, our groceries star market. Yeah. And it is a reprint uh, from a previous one that now mm-hmm. in 2017 quite good. And uh, in it on the last page Oh, wow. That's perfect. It's perfect. Yes. So it's in Einstein in his study at Princeton in 1951. The wall behind him is his picture of fellow pacifist Mahatma Gandhi, whom he greatly admired. That's perfect. <laughs> it's for sale, right? Yes, I will go get one. <laughs> wow. This is in Time Magazine. I thought you might be interested. Yes. And he also wrote about it, of course, in, mm-hmm. in his publications. And they are all available uh, in Ideas and Opinions. She has mm-hmm. something about the Gandhi as well. Wow. So, uh, I thought you might. Yes. This is <laughs> so, if that conference goes yeah. on, I hope that you also put it into the context. Because what happened during the 1950s was mm-hmm. McCarthy. Yes. It was the suppression, not just of uh, pacifism. It was the suppression of ideas. You have no idea, being too young, Mm -hmm. what this was like. I had to write a letter of recommendation to the FBI for a colleague in my department who was accused of being a probable spy because he had a permanent subscription to the New York Times. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And they had a huge campaign against Philip Frank Mm -hmm. because she wanted to have an international conference on positivism. But the word international to them meant the international, which is an anthem of communists. Mm -hmm. So anybody who had the word international Mm -hmm. was already being. So it was an unbelievable Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. uh, without very little resistance Eisenhower did nothing about it, mm-hmm. didn't lift a finger. 
many of the, the big Republicans did not uh, speak against it. Roy Cohen was his lawyer, mm-hmm. a very important guy now, and so on. So I would think that since we are again in a time of trouble, yes. one ought to do a little mm-hmm. reflection yes. of why this was so important to Einstein. It wasn't just Gandhi, it was not just uh, mm-hmm. a, a prisoner of Young. It was a statement against the ideas of the time. And one of the things that maybe you, you can help me understand was, I think there was a declaration of academic freedoms in 1940 or so. Yeah. And I think tenure is also implemented in academic institutions around that time. And, and one of the things that I also feel that it's important to uh, recognize is the role of academic institutions to protect uh, yes. free thinking and people uh, was tremendously important. And I think that was one of the periods where it was, it was uh, rendered into uh, uh, you know, code. And yes. I think we've sort of forgotten that element uh, of, of the role of academic institutions. And I think it's becoming increasingly yes. important. And one of the things with this disobedience prize, even though we, we designed it, before disobedience was so popular, yeah. we designed it last year. Um, it's, uh, I think, it in- interesting to think about how uh, the idea of having challenging questions and questioning authority is yes. is, is a part of the role of these institutions. Right, right. Uh, and it is a diff- very difficult because it is the opposition is so well organized mm-hmm. and so well funded, and uh, it's smart about politics. Whereas uh, the opposite side is very often amateurish to start with, and the leadership is small. Think who is a great leader now against disobedience against Trump? Who is there like a Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who rallies the resistance? I see nobody except possibly John Kerry, mm-hmm. who speaks out strongly. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any among the Republicans. I mean, Elizabeth Warren, to whom mm-hmm. we are going to visit later today. Oh, and I hope that uh, that uh, you can participate in some of the conversations well, because sure. I think uh, be glad to, many yeah. of the people are quite interested. Well, it's all all for the good, and uh, this country needs <laughs> needs all of us, each in a tiny way. Yes. But uh, the sand hill is made up. Of little tiny <laughs> pieces of sun. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jerry. This is a, a pleasure. And Thank I, you we find much. 